All right. Welcome back to the Blackmail Archives podcast. I'm your host, Rodney Freeman, and we have with us Billy Allen. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, man. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We actually had the chance to connect over yeah. ALA, which is an American Library Association's conference. And um, Billy Allen is a librarian, but he's also doing the story time with the uh, Three Kings Vision. So we wanted to invite him on just to, to talk to the listeners about what he's doing and really pick his brain about, you know, his 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 uh, vision of, of the libraries and the future of the library. So, sir, can you tell the people where you're from and your background? So, uh, once again, Rodney, it's a pleasure and an honor for you to have me on your platform. Um, I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm an Air Force veteran. Uh, I've lived a little bit of everywhere, but I'm a country boy, man, from Carolina. Um, I've been a librarian professionally for six years, been managing four out of six years. I'm the branch manager of Whitney Library for the Las Vegas Clark County Library District. Um, I'm the only black male branch manager currently mm. um, representing the system. So um, I just love giving back to the community, man. I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, like you mentioned, my platform, 13 Visions, outside of the library, it's a storytelling platform where we're trying to inspire kids to develop the lifelong love of reading. Yeah, yeah. Man, how did you come up with this? I mean, did you... I mean, I mean, how did you fall? Well, one, how did you fall into the profession? And two, how did you come up with this organization? So it, it was funny because initially, you know, when I got out of the military, I was an EMT in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And I was going to follow my mom's footsteps of becoming a nurse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back to school at 25. My mom was in Missouri. And, and you know, she uh, graduated from my HBCU. She said there was a Lincoln University in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Mom, we from the South. I ain't never heard of no HBCUs in the Midwest. So it was a very important moment in my life because I went back to school at 25, halfway through my academic career in um, undergrad. One of my homeboys, Bradley Kirkendall, who's a black male librarian, he was yeah. like, are you still doing this nursing thing? And I'm like, yeah. He said, well, I'm about to be a librarian. So the same question that I get now <laughs> is what I asked him. I said, what the hell do a librarian do? <laughs> so he uh, connected me with our mentors, Dr. Jerome Offord, Kelvin Watson, McKeeba Foster, and Rudolph Clay. And me, him, Gerard Moore, and another individual, we all went on an internship at Wash U in the summer of 2013. And I did not know how big this field was as far as librarianship. I didn't know you had to have an MLS. And I've and I seen how well that black men do in this mm-hmm. field. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I mm-hmm. um, ended up switching my major. And, um, you know, Dr. Jerome Offer had the only library science minor program at Lincoln University of Missouri. So that was so impactful as far as inspiring us. And then once we did that, man, I moved back home to North Carolina after I got my bachelor's at 29. Um, graduated from that HBCU. Then I went to North Carolina Central University, another HBCU. And I got my MLS in 2016 at 31. I'm 37. I pretty much haven't looked back, man, because my background, Rodney, was so funny because it, my concentration was academic. Mm. So my first library job was a public library job, and it was youth services librarian. Yeah. And I had to interview and do a story time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, man, I can't do the old McDonald have a farm and all this stuff. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to do me. And I read uh, Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sendak. Mm-hmm. I did it my way. And the rest is history, man. Honestly, like, I love, you know, doing story time because I feel like I have a unique style and perspective. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's good for kids to see people that look like them doing this. And, I, you know, it was like when I worked in Broward, I ended up going to Broward, went from mm-hmm. Jacksonville Public Libraries to Broward under Kelvin, and I started doing my story time with Rodney. Yeah. And it was ranging from 100 to 150 people each session. Wow. I would call some of my homeboys, and I'm like, yo, ain't nobody want to kid you that look like us? Like, I haven't seen this in Rita Rainbow. So yeah. I said, look, I'm going to do this. So I started Three King Visions um, at like December 2019. And, you know, it's a storytelling platform, man, where, you know, just I read a lot of children's books, a lot of black independent authors as well. Yeah. Um, I, I got you. I got you coming up. No, thank you. Thank you. But um, it, it, I feel like it, it sends a lot of positive messages as far as um, representation of black men, mm-hmm. um, inspiring young kids that you could do something dope other than being an athlete or a rapper mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I just think we need more positivity especially what's going on in society um i love what i do as a librarian man i love giving back to the community and just inspiring everyone man yeah that's awesome man have you <laughs> do you have any uh any funny sh- stories that you can share about you doing story time because i know how that is i tried to i tried my hand at story time when i first became a librarian i just i I had to put it down. That wasn't that wasn't me, but I I do respect people doing the story time because people don't understand that it's a it's an art, you know. It's an art form. Yeah, it's an art form. So you have any funny stories that you can share with us? You know what I'll say this. So if it was one day that I should not call out on, it's on the story time day. <laughs> so I remember I was working in Broward and uh, I wasn't feeling too good, and I called in on a Tuesday. So. I know my staff was looking at each other like, oh, who, who followed up with this? <laughs> so uh, this is a hilarious story. So one of my librarians, I never mentioned her name. So she's strictly an adult librarian. So she had to do it, right? So she made sure this was the first and last time she did a story time. <laughs> so she read this um, Nelson Mandela apartheid book. And you're talking about reading it to two to five-year-olds. Right. And she got that dry voice, like, dry eyes. I mean, <laughs> she shut it down, literally. Because when I came back the next week, oh, the parents let me have that. Mr. Billy, you need to let us know ahead of time. You ain't coming. Like, <laughs> I said, I can't do that, man. Like, I can't do that. So I, I see stuff like that. And to your point, yeah. as far as the art form, the dope thing about storytelling is you. everybody has their own style. Right. And I kind of, I do me. Like, you know, I used to host parties in college, talent shows. So it's, it's like a performance element where I look at, I was raised off of comedians. I watch a lot of battle rap. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the Eddie Murphy. So you, you yeah. know, the, the stage presence, the, the delivery, the vocal projection, the being spontaneous, being able to like kind of like freestyle your story because, mm-hmm. you know, not every book is going to work with certain groups, you, mm-hmm. you know, and you got the parents. Mm-hmm. So it's, and, you know, I tell people even with storytelling and reading, Storytelling helps your public speaking, mm-hmm. developing your confidence, um, being being able to read rooms, being able to adjust on the fly. It's a lot of characteristics that I feel like if we started implementing that, inspiring kids to do that, it would help them when they're in school, when they're asked to read in front of the class. It'll be nothing because they're used to doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I like I'm like motivated as far as like pushing this brand a little bit further and always promoting librarianship. Mm-hmm. And speaking of your, of your brand, and, and where do you where do you see this going? What's your vision for this? You know, it, it, you know, God's been good to me, man. It's it, it just so many blessings because obviously I'm a librarian, and then I do this outside of the library. 
where you know you know it kind of coincides because mm-hmm. of literacy providing mm-hmm. information and resources right i think it's endless opportunities you know i'm on youtube three king visions on youtube on instagram um it's a storytelling platform where you know we, we haven't seen it since reading rainbow like i said earlier so mm-hmm. why not inspire other kids to be the next mr bill or the yeah. next mr ryan yeah that, that's the win you know i'm in the grocery store i told this story um a couple of weeks ago to some people i was in the grocery store and a little boy came up from behind me and hugged me so mm-hmm. the mom was like are you mr billy and i was like yeah she was like my four-year-old watches your show and she mm-hmm. asked a question she says why do you like watching this show the four-year-old boy rodney said mom because he looked like me mm-hmm. that's the win so yeah. like that's that's the win that, that's what i look for um everything else man if it happens it happens but if I can impact kids like that, yeah. that's what it's all about. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. So I want to ask you. I want. I want to ask you about being a, a black male librarian. Has Has there been challenges that you had to overcome? Um, you know what? I really haven't had that many. I will say this: mentorship is so important. Mm. Um, I am so blessed to have Kelvin Watson. And Jerome Offer as my mentors, McKeeba Foster. Mm-hmm. I mean, what Kelvin has given me these tools, this information, mm-hmm. like it's it's just tremendous as far as a young black man getting this from another brother. You know, yeah. um, I think as far as me being a manager, mm-hmm. um, for anyone that sees this, um, I feel like there's no right way. You can take all the trainings to become a manager. One of my challenges was. I'm a younger black male, 37, and at the time I probably was 33, 34, mm-hmm. managing other, you know, races that are, you know, quite frankly, you know, have an issue sometimes with a black man managing them. So mm-hmm. just learning how to develop your emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and you know, one of my gifts is knowing how to manage. It's like coaching. It's almost like you know, like a Bill Jackson and stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to manage personalities. Like you know, you got to bring Kobe and Shaq together. You know, mm-hmm. Gary Fisher, Robert Orr, like you got to mix mix the pieces together. So that's just me learning how to manage and stay true to me, bring that positive energy that I do and just learn how to delegate. That right. was the hardest thing. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that's one of those things now I'm just now getting comfortable with. I mean, thank God, man, my, my staff at Whitney Library, man, they are the best. Yes. They're the best. But I, I'm one of the managers, I'm on the front line with you. you yeah. know, I'm not the manager staying in his office. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, those, I would just say, just learning how to manage, depending on how, like, you know, like, what do you inspire? What are, what are your aspirations in the field? You're going to get in a managerial role, mm-hmm. especially, you're seeing the trend now. A lot of these older librarians are retiring right. due to, you know, the, the pandemic. Right. There's a lot of opportunity out here, man. And yeah. you, we have to be, as far as black men, we need to be in these leadership positions. Mm-hmm. And that was the beauty of coming to ALA, seeing other brothers like that. We're all in, like, these prominent positions because they need to see it, man. Yeah. You know, they think we exist. We barely make up one percent. But you wouldn't have known the ALA. We showed up. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You you're absolutely right about that. And 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 by you having that management experience and you know being able to to run the library and then do your 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 stuff outside the library, I know that is one of the reasons why you know your your platform was selected to work with baker and taylor can you talk a little bit uh, to the listeners about that man um it was phenomenal so you know at ala you know baker and taylor has been watching me for a while you never know who's watching right um, 
and see my story, storytelling uh, platform. Um, they are launching a new kids platform called Boundless. So it's an application as far as helping kids develop a love of reading. And it was me and three other individuals, one other librarian, but I'm the only, and it's another brother that's a children's author. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the only black male librarian, mm-hmm. you know, representation. And so I'm partnering up with them to do story times for them uh, to kick off Boundless, man. It's a, this is major, man. This 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 is this is major. I think uh, once I made the announcement, man, like I feel like social media just boom started taking off, and I didn't know all the people following me anyway. Yeah. So I think this is important as far as our field to take it to the next level, as right. far as kind of like decoding and like people think libraries are just about you know being quiet in the books or whatnot. They don't see this type of representation being had, and I feel like. It's an honor for me, but I also got to take it to the next level. Like as far as I know, it's going to be thousands of kids watching. You know, even inspiring my other uh, librarian professionals that look, man, like we could be a librarian outside of work. I tell people, I'm like, with with the brand, not even just the brand, me being a branch manager, I feel partnerships, Ronnie. I'm a walking library commercial. Mm -hmm. You never know who you meet. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you at the bar, the grocery store? I'm always talking to people. Because we always promoting library services and resources. They, the, the question was, they always ask what I do as a librarian. I tell them I'm a matchmaker for resources. Mm. So that's it's, it's so many wins. Like I'm, it's never an off day being a librarian. Right. You know that, like so right. You know, <laughs> it's never an off day. Man. Right, right, man. This is awesome, man. Where can or what before we get into that? What other projects do you have uh, coming down the down the pipe? Um, other than the Baker and Taylor, but you know, I'm consistently every week putting out content on my YouTube channel, Three King Vision. So, um, subscribe to Three King Vision on YouTube. Um, we're just trying to keep pushing the platform. I've never put out this much content this year ever. Like, I put out over 100 story time videos this yeah. year. So, we're trying to break that YouTube algorithm. Get on YouTube Kids. They need to see us on YouTube Kids. Right. Um, right. follow me on Instagram. You know, I, you know, I try to just be me, man. Show people my personality as a librarian that. They don't understand how much fun I always have at work. You know, this is the way I'm talking right now. Ask my staff. I'm like this 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, this is the best thing that ever happened to me, man. You know, being a librarian, you know, saved my life. As far as I didn't know what direction I was going into. Even with the nursing thing, my dad was like, man, that wasn't going to work out for you. He said, you, you're lucky that you love what you do because a lot of people can't say that. Right. So right. it's a blessing, man. Man, man. Man, this is awesome, man. I and I again, I applaud you on what you're doing. And like I said, we 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 connected at ALA just immediately. So and I saw the energy that you bring. And then I, I watched some of your videos, and I was like, oh man, this dude has a lot of energy. So this is awesome, man. I appreciate you, man. So again, um, tell the listeners just one more time uh, about your, your your social media and where they can reach you. Uh, so just so they have that information, because we want to make sure that you get as many uh, uh, listeners and visits and views as possible. Um, once again, I'm Mr. Billy. Um, I'm Billy Allen. For, as far as my full name, follow me on YouTube at Three King Visions. The number three K I N G V I S O N S. You'll see a baby with a crown as the logo. Follow me on Instagram um, at Three King Visions as well. We just hit eleven thousand followers um, this past week. Follow me on Twitter as well. I'm trying to get in my Twitter realm, and then I'm, I'm trying to get on TikTok. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to see about that. But I'm on all platforms. I'm on Facebook as well. 
follow me on all platforms, man. Um, this, this is all about the kids, man. Like I say, my slogan as far as librarians, man, we're leaders of the new crew. Awesome, man. Yeah, I see that. And that's 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 catching on too. I seen other people kind of repost it and everything. Yeah. Man. So continue to do your thing, man. Mr. Billy Allen, thank you for being on the Black Male Archives where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men, which you are one of. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Awesome.